Blog Talk Radio. I've got a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper love inside, and I call it pride, a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper love.
Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Recovery Corner. I am your host, Tanya Wilson, also known as Authorist Tanya Wilson, author of the book, The Time is Now. The Recovery Corner is proudly brought to you by The Literary Corner. We also provide a diverse platform to bring awareness to socioeconomic issues within our community. Christian values, promotion of small businesses, and support of nonprofit organizations. Our partnering NOP, the Theodore House, provides invaluable services for people who suffer with addictions, mental health, homelessness, and HIV. For more information, please contact Ms. Tamika Randall at www.theodorahouse.org. And we will be right back after this quick commercial break. So right in the building, House of Stone by Coco. I'm going to show you. She's going to show you. We're going to show you how we do this, huh? What? Yo, this bling be the illest. Coco House of Stone got a feeling. Step up in the room. Royal like a queen. Rockin' House of Stone, girl, you know you reign supreme. Red carpet jewels. Finest of quality. Necklace so reckless. I know you've seen the rosary designing for celebrity. Pieces on the runway. Tracy Lynn was so back when you gotta grow up someday. Big girl accessories. Always on fleek. Not the average, but the baddest chick. The ones who like to be unique. We don't follow the crowd. We set the trends. Other fashions bow down. House of Stone will never be. My bad, with this commercial interrupt, I'm just trying to be your friend, help you step your game up. When you put on House of Stone, get ready for your close-up. Trendsetters, go get his lady, didn't know. House of Stone stands alone, I just thought I'd let you know. I think I said too much, you need to catch your breath, nobody does it better. Yo, House of Stone is the best, this is the soul writer. And I'm here with my girl Coco, House of Stone by Coco, that is. She's got the flyest bling on the planet, yo, she kicking down doors. In magazines, on the runway, celebrity jewelry designer, and I'm trying to put you down with games. On Facebook, House of Stone by Coco. Instagram, House of Stone by Coco. Twitter, House of Stone by Coco. Yo, it's real easy. And if you're really trying to holler at my girl, then holler at your girl, the soul writer. And I'll put you in direct contact with none other than the lady herself. Now. When you step outside, your fashion needs to be standing on a firm foundation, and it gets no firmer than the house that Coco built. Yo, check it. I'm going to show you, huh? She going to show you what? We going to show you how we do this, huh? What? House of Stone by Coco. It doesn't get any better than the best. <laughs> Welcome back to the Recovery Corner. I am your host. Author is Tanya Wilson, and my guest panelist this evening is Jen Lo Assassin. Jen Lo, born Janice Alberton Tarika, was born and raised in Kinston, North Carolina. She started showcasing her talents as a singer in elementary school, getting a standing ovation for singing Calamity Jane. She knew music was what she wanted to pursue. She joined music classes and learned how to play instruments and sing. Music has always been a part of her life. 
She also wanted to be a model and an actress. She started going to modeling auditions in middle and high school. She has sung and acted in church choirs and school plays and other live audiences. Now residing in Atlanta, Georgia, she is pursuing her dreams. She takes part in modeling, singing, and acting. She also is a writer, currently working on a short autobiography. Janice hopes to fulfill her dreams so she can motivate and inspire others to do the same, building a dream to leave a legacy. And ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Jenlo Assassin. Hey there. Hi. How are you doing, Janice? Doing awesome. Great, great. Now, my first question that I have for you is, what was it like for you growing up as a child? Oh, my. <laughs> um, growing up as a kid, um, not the typical, I guess, situation. Um, parents divorced early, uh, lived with my mom, uh, grew up in the, you know, good old project. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I didn't have a project life. Uh, my mom definitely kept me um, well-rounded, um, mm-hmm. kept me traveling. Okay. Um, which I, which are some things that that gave me some exposure to other things. Um, I had a good childhood, despite where I was living. It was it was pretty right. decent. Okay. You know? So did you you did you grow up listening to a lot of music? Does your you know and your family is were you like uh, like your whole family was you like into music? Oh, man, music. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's going to be funny. Don't laugh, right? So Michael Jackson, you know, I was born in 84. So, you know, okay. that's when Michael kind of started coming into his own. Like that, mm-hmm. Michael, Bennett, Paula Abdul, Anita Baker, Jody Watley. Yes, Jody Watley. Like, I'm one of those kids mm-hmm. that every morning would get up and watch the music videos and sing along. Like, I had mm-hmm. whole outfits. You know what I mean? Like whole okay. outfits and you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, music definitely. Um, I started off in um, like elementary school with um, mm-hmm. like we had a recorder, and that was how I started getting into playing instruments and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So music has always been there. I, my mom said I started singing before I could talk. Wow. She said I was backwards. So she said I was born to do, huh? <laughs> she said, I read before I could walk and I sang before I could talk. Funny, right? Wow. <laughs> so what type of um, what type of instruments did you play? Well, like I said, in, at um, my elementary school, I thought I put the recorder. And then um, we got to, after that, I think it was just like music classes, singing. And then we got mm-hmm. back to instruments um, and like, middle school, so I started off with the trombone, mm. and then when I got to high school, I joined the marching band, so I was playing trombone and baritone, which, you know, mm-hmm. we have two different types of baritone, so music, you know, 
music is why I'm in Atlanta. Actually, band is why I'm in Atlanta. Um, oh. Our our senior trip was to Atlanta, and out mm. of all the places that I've been, from New York to you know Florida, Atlanta stuck in my head, and I felt like I had I felt like everything I needed to do was here. Mm-hmm. So music mm-hmm. played a big part um, in me being here. Okay, so yeah. tell me a little bit about. Your your uh, modeling and acting. Yes. So, um, often on over the years, like my my first play I've ever done was in first grade, and I never forgot it. It was called Calamity Jane, and mm-hmm. I sang. That was the first time singing in front of a very large audience because it was like elementary school, so you know everybody's mm-hmm. there. Oh and yeah. I <laughs> I, I got a celebration wow. for that, and it was that's when it hit me. I was like, "Wait, I might be on to something." <laughs> you know what I mean? So, how did so, you feel when you got that standing ovation? How what was the feeling? It was that like, "Wow!" And I, I've been asking my mom, like, "Did anybody record that?" Because mm-hmm. it was, it was wow. And like the next day, people were talking about it, and I never forgot mm-hmm. that. It was like a, it was like adrenaline and everything. It was mm. crazy. something that I just never forgot, and it was something that I said, okay. I started, I think I started writing just a little bit, um, like poems, like poems, and then I started mm-hmm. later really writing as like a re, uh, like an escape, like a release of, you know, different things I was going on, like you asked from my childhood. Um, mm-hmm. I started writing letters to God, and mm. then the, the way I write, though, is like listening to music, Right. This is something, something bigger, and it just kept going from from that one that play, you know, mm-hmm. uh, singing in front of people. Yeah. Wow. So, how did you get into the modeling? Modeling. Um. What is it? Uh. I think middle school or high school. Um. I started like picking up on the. Uh, modeling audition, looking at them and stuff like that, and I started asking my mom and dad, like, hey, you know, this is there's an audition here, you know, um, you know, I like I want to go. I remember the mm-hmm. first one I went to, I think was like elite modeling, and mm-hmm. um, you know, all thing about that was I was a kid, so mm-hmm. you can't really go where you need to go. You know, the thing, even when they're interested, you know, and if you can't get there, it's just you, know, you have to kind of sit on the back burner. So later mm-hmm. on, though, um, I did start back going to auditions on my own as an adult. And, okay. you know, um, God, you know, how, how he works is just funny. Some doors that don't open is because better ones are coming, you know, and it's just oh, all yeah. about his timing. So when I got down here, I tried again, <laughs> you know, looking, um, and it's it's been working out pretty well. Um, I just look for auditions. One door leads to another. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you'll make connections at maybe a play or um, a casting call or something, and they know somebody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I just recently did a fashion show, um, Think Pink, uh, for Breast Cancer Awareness, um, a mm-hmm. few weeks ago, you know, and that was somebody needed a, a plus-size model. It was like, you know, are you okay. available? Can you come? And that's how it works, you know, and it's just God been showing me a lot of favors since I've been down here. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So who, who were your um, 
role models when you were growing up, and who are your role models now? Um. Hmm. Well, Jody Watley, uh, very mm-hmm. like just music artist Jody Watley, Paul Abdul, people like that that were music people um, that I saw like it was out there, you know, um, on TV mm-hmm. and and doing things. Um, let's see. I'm going to say my mom too, only because well, with my mom, I've seen her push through a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, from a kid, and I, our relationship it's been it's been one. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I told my mom, I told my mom um, not too long ago. I said, I thank you, even though it's been rough with us. I said because I've seen you push through. You know, my mom, she's uh, they call her the pie lady. She sell cakes and pies and stuff like okay. that, and um, you know, working mm-hmm. and. She, I always tell people, I, when the people find out I stayed in the project, they were like, really? Yeah, well, I grew up in a project, too, but nobody never knew it right. unless I told them. So, right. you know. Mom, she kept me traveling. That was one thing I think that helped. Um, mm. I spent the summer in New York, you know, um, and that was really life-changing as a kid because I got to see something else when I stayed in upstate New York. So I think that was like a pivotal moment, too because I right. saw that you could live a better life. Mm-hmm. I saw other kids living better lives, and I came home. I told my mom, I said, man, um, all right, so something <laughs> different, you know. Right, so, and right. She, she kept pushing to give me that better life, and so I didn't really, that's why I said I didn't really have a project life. I just, just where I was, but that wasn't life right. I lived. And that's right. because of her, and it motivated made it motivated me to continue to do better, um, you know, and not have to go back to the project as an adult, and I haven't, and I'm, I thank my mom for that, you know. Okay. So who, who, um, are your role models now? Now? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I have a thing of adopting, like, bigger, like, uh, big sisters, um, and big brothers. People who who um, I look up to, like one person down here, um, Miss. I don't know if she like. She said my name on the thing, uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's Gwen okay. Stevens, Give her a shout out. Know, <laughs> yes, Miss Miss Gwen has been my number one since I've been down here, and she just checked on me the other day. So I've been a little bit missing. I've been really busy, so I haven't um. Mm-hmm haven't been around a lot, but she, um, I'm just thankful for to her because when I came to Atlanta, um, I didn't really know where I was going or what I was going to mm-hmm. exactly do because um, I had just had a bad car accident in 2013 and um, trying mm-hmm. to be down here, actually, and it, it I had a car accident, so... Um, it didn't quite work out, and it took right. from that February to that next January. And I came out here, and I told my dad, I said, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to mm-hmm. stay. All I knew was I had to be in Atlanta. And um, I had had a job, and then it had quit. They had let it right. go. And, um, you know, she really helped me out for a year. Um, okay. Like, really being supportive in everything, like, 
she was like a second mom, and she actually has talked to my mom. Um, okay. She's like a, a second mom down here. And um, mm-hmm. other people, role models, my best friends, I have to say friends, um, I've seen them push mm-hmm. through um, Shay, McFadden, Angela Spence. Those are my two best friends. They are very supportive. We support each other. Uh, you know, I could call on them. My mom always said, anybody you can pray with, that's who you keep around. And that's I could right. definitely call on them at any time, especially my Shay. Like, we've been friends for about 10 years now, and I've seen her just push through. And I say I have no excuse. Mm-hmm. I have none. Um, my cousin Jocelyn, um, one of my friends, Roxana, she she's very supportive and inspirational too. Um, mm-hmm. Me as well. Um, just people like that that I that are out there and they're getting it. And they it's just you know I see them going, and I look up mm-hmm. to them and 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 I know I can I can do it too. I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, there you go. So, um, yeah. can you tell me what other, you know, um plays have you been in? Um, yes. Uh let's see here. The play that I just did was written by Miss Annetta Swift. Um, it was called Who's Spreading the Word. I played um Aubrey Davis, which was the daughter of the detective, um, and his wife. Uh basically it was like um, an affair had happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it, it had a, a plot twist, you know, some um, uh, HIV was involved, and then at the end mm-hmm. it just turned out really twist like That will be out on DVD sometime soon. I don't have okay. a date on that yet. Um, and it's called uh, Who's Spreading the Word? Yes, who's spreading the word? And mm-hmm. um, I was I just did a, a extra in a movie called XXIL Day, who was written by um, Brendan Holland. Uh, just a little extra part in that. It's gonna be really good. It's got some plot twists in too. It's it's really mm-hmm. good. Um, What's the name of it again? XXIO Day. And he has a Facebook oh, okay. page um, for it, and um, his production page is uh, Molden Hearts Productions. Okay, I think so I did see that. Yeah. If they want information on that, um, they can just go to Facebook. It won't be released mm-hmm. until 2016. Okay. Um, and I've done some other, like, little extra work. Um, mm mm-hmm. Just a little extra work in um, two other movies. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, that's how some of that started, too. Like, my first extra work was last year when I got here. It wasn't much. I played a reporter, you know. Okay. <laughs> they, just kind of, they just kind of swung around with the camera. That was all right. <laughs> but, you know, that's how it started, so... You know, it starts with a little bit, and it just grows from there. It's growing. Right. You know, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so, so you tell me, uh, now you say you're working on an autobiography? Yes. It's going to be, well, when I started writing, it was based around my accident, um, mm-hmm. which it still kind of is, but I decided to go from the questions that I, if you had seen my inbox, um, mm-hmm. 
well, how did I get started with things down here? So I'm starting with the accident and then going backwards to okay. leading up to how did I end up trying to come to Atlanta right. anyway to even mm-hmm. be in that, that situation. And then what did I do afterwards? You know what I mean? Right, um, right. Did I, you know, because so many people, they're like, you you want you want to go back to Atlanta? And I told them because I, as like I said, the accident was in February 2013. I broke both my ankles in my heel because I went, I went through the windshield. Mm. And I, wow. if you've seen the pictures, you know, y'all, I oh, was yeah. jacked up. I was real jacked up. So, um, Is that how you um, started your um, nonprofit organization, Second Chance? Yeah. Um, that's how that came about. Well, because, okay. you know, they told me, my mom didn't tell me to after the back, that without that, she told her that I wouldn't walk again. <laughs> wow. She told me to after I started that walking. And she said, well, they, they changed it to a year. But mm-hmm. I was 28 when I had my car accident. So right, you were 28. You, you told me so can you tell me about what that day was like? How did that day start out? You know, um, tell me a little bit more about, you know, the day of yeah, the accident. I, and... Yeah. I had came, I had decided I was going to move to Atlanta, right? And mm-hmm. I, was, I had took a week off both my jobs to come down here to look for a job and a place and everything like that. And I really wore myself out a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but I had a good week. It was really good. That's when I met um, Gwen and everybody. And that's when I actually, um, I had joined um, Primerica the day before that, that Saturday. Primerica? Yeah. Okay. And um, So you're a senior um, rep at Primerica, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so and, that's where uh, you start. That's where you started working at when you moved to Atlanta. Well, it took me. Well, I I'll get into that. It's um okay. Yeah, I I had just joined. I joined that Saturday. Um, okay. And then it was time to come on back home because I had been here a, um, a week. Um, it was time okay. to go on to come back home, and I I I had like a few hours of sleep, and you know, coming from Atlanta to North Carolina. It's about seven to eight hours, and mm. you know, I, I made it. I made it through the night, but about seven o'clock that morning, it just—I don't know. I—I I ended up in the ditch, upside down. Oh my so, god! Uh, yeah, it was so crazy. I remember like it seemed like almost immediately somebody was right there holding my hand, like almost mm. immediately as soon as my car flipped over, it was like somebody was right there. Oh, which mm-hmm. I later I did, I've been home once since I've been here. <laughs> I I was able to go home last May and I stopped down the street to the fire station. That's mm-hmm. like right down the road, and they actually mm-hmm. went and got the lady that was there who saw everything. She was like, I was coming up the road, and she was like, if your if I hadn't stopped my car where I had stopped, your car would have flipped on top of me. And she told wow. me she was a nurse. You know, and okay. she was a nurse, and she said she got out of the car and ran and grabbed my hand, and she told me the reason why she stayed with me, oh, God, she said the reason why she stayed with me is because she lost her daughter to an accident. Wow. And even though her daughter was gone, her daughter was, she was gone. But mm-hmm. the person stayed with her anyway until someone got there. Right. So mm-hmm. 
she said she stayed with me. And I remember just wanting to close my eyes, and she kept saying don't. And then there was some, some right. other people came. All I started hearing was people praying. That's mm. all I heard was people praying. So, so where were you at? Where were you when this accident happened? Were you between Atlanta and North Carolina, or was it in North Carolina? No, I was an hour and a half away from home, about an hour. Oh, from my an dad's hour and house. a half? Wow. I kept saying I want to make it to my dad's house. I was on Highway 58, which is right outside Goldsboro. Mm. And my dad lived in Kenton. I lived in Greenville at the time. So it was nothing to maybe, I probably I probably had maybe about 30, 30 40 minutes or so to get to Kenton to my dad's house. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't make it. I ended up being from Wow. You know, and you said you lived in home. Greenville, North Carolina? Yeah, I was living in Greenville. I have family um, in Greenville. <laughs> okay, hey, you know, I can yeah, meet more I have more family people. in Greenville, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Home of the Pirates, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get, um, I ended up, uh, in the hospital for two weeks, and then I was in rehab for two months. Mm. I got out almost exactly two months later. I think it was like April 16th or something like that because mm. I, I had to graduate. And that was my other thing, too. Thank you to Angela Smith for the laptop um, because I, I and my, my teachers for letting me finish my classes online. Mm-hmm. That was another reason why I was determined to walk, too. i got to get out of here. i got to walk across that stage. And right. um, one of my one of my friends, um, he kept saying, uh, "You you gonna walk across that stage?" Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that because it was motivation. And um, when I told him, I said, "Yeah, um, uh, stay with Dorico." I said, uh, "I walked across the stage." There you, you know, go. that was. I was like, he was like, "I told you." And I was like. You know, hey, I'm a guard because they, the doctors, you know, they said you wouldn't walk, wouldn't be able to walk yeah. again. Right. Well, God yeah. had other plans. I'm glad she didn't tell me to after. <laughs> right. I'm glad she didn't tell me to after the fact. A couple of things weren't told to me until last minute. The doctor didn't let me see my face until, like, okay. before getting out. Wow. That was a wow factor. Um, mm-hmm. He showed me the pictures, which are on the second chance page. Right. I'm gonna tell second you how the chance. second chance. Okay. Yeah, I have that, that on page, the event page. Mm-hmm. How that page come about? Because mm-hmm. when that accident happened, I I was conscious enough for a little bit on the helicopter to ask the lady, could I log into my Facebook page so I could put on Facebook somebody to call my mom, somebody to call my dad. Wow. Because I'm going to Raleigh. So I was conscious enough to do that, and my um, cousins and them um, came up there. The page came about because while I was in rehab. I, I was sent pictures of my car, and, my, mm-hmm. you know, I had pictures of my face and everything like that, and I had posted it on Facebook. Well, it went viral, and I had nothing but wow. requests for three days straight, so I had to cut the phone off because every second was, it was buzzing. Yeah. So what I did, I made a second chance page to get people off my page. <laughs> and then it, wow. it went viral again, though, and it went. It, wow. I mean, I had my inbox. I, I think it hit like almost four million. Wow. Um, the page, and so like the page is like uh, almost at seven thousand or something like that. 
people mm-hmm. inbox me about their stories checking on me. I I, I haven't mm-hmm. had a lady actually come to rehab and visit me. It was wow. a, it was a little scary, but because I didn't know who she was or anything, right. and she just she put me by name. Mm. You know, because my name is on the article that they published. The, right. Uh, Goldberg, they published. So she asked me by name. And she was mm-hmm. like, I just, you know, I had to come. She was like, your post, I could tell where you were because of where you were posting. And mm-hmm. she came and she just wanted to talk to me and gave me some words of encouragement. So mm-hmm. a lot of those people, and some I still keep up with now, um, they really got me through rehab because I was by myself. I was the youngest one in there. So it was mostly older wow. people. And mm-hmm. um, they talked to me every single day. Um, it really got me through those two months that I was really by myself for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. My parents came to visit. Some other friends and family um, came to visit. I thank all of them because that, that really helped. That really showed that they really yeah. care, you know, because that was the hardest two months ever. It really was, like, wow. I've ever experienced um, up to that point, so... I, I did recover, and as soon as he gave me the go, the, my doctor gave me the go ahead in November. I needed mm-hmm. my first thought. I had no other thought except to get back to Atlanta. Mm. That was it. So you 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 were so they they get when when was it that they gave you the okay to drive again? They didn't. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> so. So the question, I, I, I asked them that, right? They was like, we don't know. They they said that, too. We don't know if you're going to be driving anytime soon, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the thing was, like, literally my on the day I was getting out of rehab, my job called me. As I was scooching off the bed, they called me, where are you at? And in my mm-hmm. mind, I was like, what? <laughs> um, I said, I'm, I'm not even going, oh, what do you mean? So I had... You know, it was, a, it was a battle with where can I go back to work. I said, y'all, I'm just getting out of rehab. They wanted me back to work. Like, what? You know what I'm saying? So really? I had to get a car. I, I had to go. I had to, you know, I had graduation coming up. So about two weeks later, um, like two hours, two or three hours before graduation, I bought a car. How that happened was. I asked my dad. I love my dad. He's so supportive. Um, I said, Dad, I got this drop footage where you cannot lift your foot like because the nerves was, was dead in my foot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't lift. I was dragging my foot. But then he gave me, like, this brace thing. Mm-hmm. So I said, Dad, I feel like I could drive because I, I had went on and started. I had tried one day to walk without my cane. And it, mm. like, I did. I, had, I posted that video on my second chance page. I didn't know if I could or not. I just. I just left the cane in the car and said I was going to try it and it worked. <laughs> you know, I said wow. that cane, but it worked. You know what I mean? So I said, well, mm-hmm. try it. So we went to the stadium parking lot and um, I forgot. So well, there you I go. The next, you know, that Monday before graduation, I went and bought a car, but I just did that. It was, it was a rush move, but I had to get to work. And that was the only thing about it. You know, I was in Kinston, my job was in Greenville. I had to get to work, so you know, it worked for the the, the need, the season. I is my dad would say, um, but 
I I'm just one of those people. I don't I don't go by what other people tell me I can do. If actually, if you tell me That's I can't right. do it, I'm probably gonna make me try to do it a little bit more. Even more. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I know what you, you mean. Know, <laughs> you know, so I know me, exactly I'm, what you mean. <laughs> yeah, because um. I was told heels I wasn't going to get back into probably uh, after a year. Well, I was trying mm-hmm. by Christmas of 2013, and I finally mm-hmm. got into some little heels, some little wedges um, last summer. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm able to walk not fluently like I want to, but I am. Mm-hmm. I do have some heels I can walk in, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit. And I'm working on it. i just been progressing. I push myself. Right now, mm-hmm. I'm pushing myself to walk longer distances and get mm-hmm. to a point where I can die. Just different things, working with my ankles and to to get them back together and, mm-hmm. you know, get back to where I was before the accident. So do you still go to physical therapy? I haven't had physical therapy since I've been out of rehab. It's just been me. Wow. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, just been, it's just been me and a whole lot of people. Oh, a whole right. lot of okay. um yeah, when I got out of rehab I um I went to the gym. Okay. I started working out. Well that's sort of and a therapy. Know, that's sort of like physical therapy. <laughs> yeah, and it was a reality check too that I really had an accident because I got on the floor mm-hmm. and I could not get off of it. And all I wow. could do was sit down there and cry. I tried my mm. best, but my uncles would not let me live. <laughs> mm. And I stayed down there on that floor, and I kept trying, and I kept trying until somebody came and helped me up, and I said, man, you have got to go ahead and get yourself mm. back together because I'm used to being able to function, you know what I mean? Yeah. So at the yeah. house, I, I just kept trying. I I said, I'm going to keep getting down here on this ground and keep trying to I get know, up until great. I can do it on my own. And um, mm-hmm. I actually wasn't able to do it fluently until this year, actually, which is funny, right? Okay. It took that long, and I didn't realize I was doing it until I had to get some off the floor, and I and I got down there, and I got back up. I said, wait, um, yeah, I did that with, like, no effort. So little stuff like that gets to me. Right, right. Even, like, mm-hmm. it, I'm I'm happy about little things like that. Like now I can wear thick socks instead of having to wear paper thin socks because I couldn't before because yeah. my feet were swelling so much till I couldn't get my foot in my shoes. So mm. little victories. It's been little victories that that little miracles happen every day. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep, yep. So I'm thankful. I'm I'm glad to be here. Um, you know, people ask me about wild waddle. I say you just mm-hmm. don't even know. Right. Um, yeah. You know, my face and things like that. Well, what happened? See, if you knew mm-hmm. how close I could have been to not being That's able right. to see. <laughs> wow. So, um, I've I've been having trying to have a positive outlook on my scars because I say at least I can see them. I'm here to see them. That's right. That's right. I, it could have been why I never would have known. Here, that, because you know, it's just a miracle that you still that you still here. Yeah. You know, and that you can walk. You know. Yes. 
Yeah. You know, you yeah. can't listen sometimes to what the doctor is saying. You know, it's about what God wants. And I'm glad he wanted better for me. There you go. <laughs> I'm so glad that he wanted better for me. Um, I'm glad to be able to, to to see my scars, to waddle, whatever it may be. You know, mm-hmm. somebody may see it as a, as a as a negative, and I did for a very long time. Um, right. Uh, it's just a long time for me to stop pointing out my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was out, like at auditions, like my the first the first uh, model audition I had was so crazy. It was at Greenbrier, mm-hmm. and, and I parted on one side of the mall. You know that stage was all the way on the whole entire opposite side of that mall. Mm-hmm. And then I had to walk back to the car. Wow! So by the time I came back, I was in full waddle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow. And she said, well, what's wrong? Because my ankle's everything before. That right, point. was she hurting, said, yeah. On? I said, well, you know, um, <laughs> I said, it's just my ankles or whatever. So that, and I know that's probably why they didn't pick me. She was like, are you going to be able to do this or that and other? So at that point, mm-hmm. I said, I've got to, I've got to get it together. I've got to get my ankles together because, you know, I try not to point it out, but I couldn't. I mean, they saw it. Right, So. Right. You know what I mean? And then, like, she was saying, like, when I looked down, my, my left eye um, was sewn a little tight, mm-hmm. so it don't close all the way. So she was yeah. saying, like, when I looked down, it looked kind of weird. And I was like, well, yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, what can you do, you know? Yeah, and I know. I'm, very, I'm I'm very transparent, so, I mean, I told the truth, and so... It was it, it was what it was, but now I'm getting to the point where I don't wear like I was wearing makeup. I never been like a makeup person. I wear like a lot right. of eyeshadow, stuff, but I like was mm. packing on like the makeup to cover up the scars. Mm. But now I'm pretty comfortable going out without makeup now, and just like before, that's like a little eyeshadow or something, or just light makeup. So it took a minute for me to look in the mirror and say, okay. Mm-hmm. You you're all right, just the way you are right. going out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but you know so, it's a process. You know, yeah. you know you have to you know become comfortable. You know with it. Yeah, you know? it took a bit. It took other people. I know. I remember one lady. She was like, um, like when I got home, she was like, "What do you do to your skin? Like you look so pretty, or whatever, like that." And I was like, "Huh?" Like I literally said, "Huh?" Because I was thinking in my mind, "With these cars, you see pretty well." Like I was literally thinking that in my head every time somebody gave me a compliment, I was like, mm-hmm. "Where?" You were second guessing it. Like who? <laughs> that was that was that was me for like a long time. You know. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of stuff changed. I would say probably the end towards the end of last year. You know, I mm-hmm. talked to my best friend and my cousin and them. You know, and just you know, don't worry about that. You right, know, right. My friend said, "Don't stop picking, stop pointing it out. Don't say anything. If they don't say nothing to you about about it, you right. don't say nothing." Exactly. So I have it, and it's been better this year with different things and going on, and nobody said anything. Right. I say something every but nobody said anything. So, um, that's I I think that's good, and the scars are starting to disappear some. Even with my mm-hmm. eye not 
clothing properly. Mm-hmm. I just I've learned how to, what direction to look in. <laughs> <laughs> she said, oh, "You can't what you say, all right." <laughs> Excuse me, yeah. So, well, you know, you do what you got to do. Don't look down. <laughs> you gotta you do what you got to do. Yeah. So, it's been an interesting journey. When I write this book, it's definitely gonna get a lot of transparency. Yeah. Um, I know it's one thing Like where I'm from It's a small city mm-hmm. And Unless you do Get to be traveled a little bit You know and, and, and see things Outside of my city Then you really don't know what's out there If I had never took that trip to New York right. and I never took the trip to, And been over the years And everything like that I would have never got to see different things My mama hadn't kept me traveling my mom kept me going somewhere, so I That's got to great. see a different and a better life. But if I never gotten to see that, I would have just thought, well, hey, you know, this is all we got. That's all there is, yeah. You know, so I, I definitely, my whole goal, like my second chance um, when I really get that going is to, I noticed the schools don't do, like, school trips and stuff like that anymore mm-hmm. like they used I definitely want No, to. not like they used to. They don't. And that's so Mm-mm. fundamental to kids seeing better outside of their community, especially if their community is just like the projects and, the, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I want to learn that. I want to do that. I want to be able to, like, bend. I mean, the funds that you get from, from bend and helping with that, um, it's not a lot. So that's something when I really do get myself together, I want to give back, and I want to be able to make it possible for kids to take those trips different places and see better. Because I know that's all it takes. All it takes is to see better to know that you can do better. But if you don't Mm -hmm. ever see it, then you don't know. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying. Because when I I was in elementary school, we went on a lot of trips. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But now, like my daughter, she's in, you know, well, middle school, she's in eighth grade, and she hardly ever, they they hardly ever went on any trips, even during elementary school. I'm like, what's going on? Like, why y'all don't go on trips? You know, like, how many times are y'all going to go to the Franklin Institute? Like, that's all there is. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. So, I know, when I was, like, especially when I was in the fourth grade, it seemed like we were always going on a trip. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All the time. And then, not just that, too, but like I said, when I got here, I didn't know where I was going to go um, or where I was going to stay or anything like that. And I've seen a lot down here um, as far as homeless people and stuff on the street, and it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely want to be able to give back. Like my mom said something that was stuck in my head since uh, she said it. She said some people get off track and they just never find out mm-hmm. or learn how to get back on. And you know, I've seen some women out here. Um, I have volunteered um, the other week uh, with Bit of Hope Foundation, which is um, headed by uh, T. Peterson. And mm-hmm. I saw a lady. She looked like me. She like she she had a job. You know, she mm-hmm. was well kept. But when I asked her, I said, um, "Do you work here at the shelter?" 
she was like, no, she didn't work there. And she went over there and sat down outside on the cold ground. And I was like, how many people, how many people just need, they just need some motivation or, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. to lend them a hand to get back on their feet. Because I said, she obviously worked here. You know what I mean? Right. She had a little cup of coffee. Her hair was good. She was neat. I mean, the clothes were clean. Everything. She was very neat. She looked like she looked mm-hmm. like she could have been my coworker. So okay. you know, that's another thing I want to be able to do is people like that that are trying. It's so many mm-hmm. people that's a patient way. I mean, it's it's hard in Atlanta. I made a video today. I said I'm, I am. This this journey has been hard. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just got into my own little spot uh, this year, and um. It's, I'm definitely living the Atlanta city life. Uh, okay. So it's, it's hard. You can have you can have two jobs and still right. not be able to have your own place. I mean, it's it's really something down here. When I get into the financial position where I can help others on a on a bigger scale, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to do that because someone helped me. Gwen helped me. You know what I mean? Right. While, while you were, yeah. So I definitely want to pay it forward because that's, mm-hmm. sometimes that's all people need. People need, yeah. You know? Cause some people don't have family or they don't have, a like, a strong support system. You know, they don't have people that, you know, to support them. Right. You know, a lot of people out here, you know, their family might have disowned them. You never know what's yeah, going on. You know, because you know, everybody's story is different, mm-hmm. you know. People aren't always out there because they want to be. Right. You know. Yeah. I, um, what gets me sometimes is when I see people, like, they're out playing instruments and they're singing mm-hmm. and stuff, and they don't have their homeless. I'm like, mm-hmm. what, what, at what point did they give up to the point where they're out? Mm-hmm. On the street, that they're homeless. They still got the. You could tell they had a dream. They still got the instruments with them. Right. They still playing. They still playing the guitar. They playing. One man played his trumpet so good. I mean, he played it so good. But he. he no, they needed somebody to give them a chance. Maybe you know what I'm saying. Right. But a lot of people, you know, they they look down on on people that are homeless. Yeah. And that's the no. problem. Yeah. Some not. I ain't saying you. I mean, just some people just don't. You know, they just look down on people that's homeless. You know. Yeah. I think. Um, Cause some people is I, only one paycheck away from being out on the street themselves. You right. know. Cause not everybody right. has you know family that they can go stay with, or you know, everybody mm-hmm. doesn't have that. And they don't. And you know, I uh, um, saw this story about a guy. Um, who was homeless like a few years ago, mm-hmm. and I think he was a singer or something, and somebody gave him a chance to, you know, I think he'd been clean now for a while, and mm-hmm. he's doing things. So people like that, that they have, they're so talented. It's, it's so much talent that's outside. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? It's so much talent. It's like, and I always be wondering, like I said, like what, how did they get there? 
Yeah, you know, like, what's your story? What's their story? How did you wind up here? You know, some people, you know, that are homeless, are doctors, they've been doctors, lawyers, you never know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know. It's crazy. Because sometimes it could be mental illness, too. Yeah. Some people may, you know, have, like, mental issues or whatever also. But, you know, people just don't, they don't want to... You know, they have the shelters, of course, but they need more, you know. Well, I'm going to be honest. As I say how they get there, as I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it, I think about my own situation. And, right. it, and it came to me, I know how they got there because it was almost me. Yeah. So when I, as I said that, it popped in my head. Well, you it know how they got there. Right. Everybody don't have people that's supporting and pushing them like you're being mm-hmm. supported and pushed. Because it very well could have been me. Right. I don't know. That's why I said very some people well just one one paycheck away from being in that position themselves. But see, you had a support system. Yeah. You know, everybody, yeah. don't, everybody don't have that. So, you know. God showed me a little bit of favor. He showed me a lot of favor. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. A whole lot. <laughs> a whole lot of favor. So uh, as I thought about that, I was like, okay, yep, it clicked. I'm like, that's – and it's mm-hmm. not that everybody – it's just that some situations come up and um, it, it, it just – I mean, things happen and you don't mm-hmm. necessarily have a plan to put together to, uh, to come out of it. And then sometimes mm-hmm. – like, I've had some really down times since I've been here mm-hmm. where it's like, man, you pushing, you push, you push, and you just can't see it. It's like, so what right. am I doing? Am I doing something right? Am I doing something wrong? What's going on? And then you mm-hmm. get to a point sometimes where you, like, want to quit, give up. And I almost left Atlanta. Um, mm. But I had some pushing. Right. Like, so what are you going to do down there? Like, you know you're supposed to be here. What are you going to do down there? Everything's going on here. And when I stay, when I decide to stay, that's when things started picking up more. So right. um, it's it's just, I guess God, he does work in mysterious ways. Um, I guess yes, he wants he to see how bad do you want it. How, how, what, what oh, are yeah. you willing Definitely. to do to get it? And he you know. He pushes you right to the edge of that cliff, like so. You gonna jump mm-hmm. or not? You you gonna turn back around and you gonna fight? Right. You know you gonna. He fight just wants you to take that first know. step. He wants you yeah. to step out on faith, you know, and then he'll, you know, he's gonna help you along the way because he's not gonna, you know, put you in a position for you to just step out and just, you know. Not be there to catch you if you fall. You know what I'm saying? Because you know. There's no testimony without the test. I told my dad that before I came to Atlanta, I, um, uh, my preacher um, back home, Pastor Corbett, had, um, was preaching, um, and something stuck out to me about that walk on water, how mm-hmm. um, until you started disbelieving, you know, you were walking mm-hmm. just fine until you started right. thinking about it, and then you started thinking. Mm-hmm. I told my dad, I said, this is my walk on water. Coming mm-hmm. back down here, I said, it's a real step out on faith. It's a step outside of the boat. It's a, sa- it's a step outside the safety net. 
I said, this is my walk on water. And I didn't thank them, but then I mm-hmm. got back. I started, I put my focus back on God, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. back. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's hard. We're human, you know. Oh, yeah. Things happen. But at the end of the day, I said, one thing about it since I've been down here, no matter what, God has gotten me through, and I'm not where I was last year. There you go. There you and, go. And I, I haven't had to beg for anything or, you know, I've I've, I've gotten through. I ain't gone hungry. I ain't, you mm-hmm. know, outside or anything like that. So while so many different things could be going wrong, so many more things going right. It's just going yeah. right. There you go. Because some people only yeah. focus on, like, you got to keep your focus, you know, on the positive. Because yeah. if you start doubting, that's when you start going, you know, when you start going down, you start doubting yourself and, you know, doubting God. And But you got to keep your focus, you know, on on your dreams and what it is and that you want to do. That's what I'm So, yeah. It's all about keeping your focus, you know, and keeping your priorities straight, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's what I want to say to the people that have inboxed me asking me about that. Um, when I said it hasn't been a, a all sunshine uh, journey, um, yeah. for anybody that's out there, I mean, it's been hard. It really has. But you got to really keep going and know what you're fighting for. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you got different talents. I mean. I write, mm. that's definitely, you know, everybody, when you're able to write out things, you know, when I was, um, when I had first kind of started writing and put, putting it, like, online, like, you know, when social media kind of became mm-hmm. a thing, people will say, you know, that um, that sounded like my story. You know, it's right. different things I saw come around me. It was like, man, mm-hmm. I really needed that. And, you know, um. Mm. It's just like the song I wrote, um, Help Me, Lord. You know, I got some Mm -hmm. good feedback from that. Um, And it's just about a girl who, you know, she was on that edge. She was like, she was Mm -hmm. ready to go. You know, Mm -hmm. she had the bottle in hand. She was ready to go out. But, you know, um, God, you know, she picked up a Bible. There you go. And from there, she just wanted more of God. And and mm-hmm. she was changed, you know. And so, like, I met my writing and and different things. That's a relief, you know. When you're going through stuff, mm-hmm. that's the story. I mean, that's the outlet. It's like Miss Amanda Swift told me, you know, God gave her the gift to write, and you know, that's that's income too. That's a way out when you're looking for a mm-hmm. way out of something. Uh, increase that. That's the way He give you talent. Singing, like mm-hmm. I make my um, I call them hair hats, but my wigs. Um, day mm-hmm. age vacation. Um, that's a that's a talent, you know. That's that's income. Right. He can do different ways and different things to 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 do and get out of situations. Mm-hmm. You just gotta be willing to do it. You know, everybody that's wants to right. that they, uh, do it, but they don't never, they don't want to take the. They don't want to do, do the work. They don't want right, to do the work. work. So people want they money want and they just want want it real quick and don't without doing anything. Right, and I'm gonna tell you, I done spent some rent money, everything <laughs> on products and and everything. I mean, it's just a sacrifice of time, energy, money, 
everything to really get what you want, and you can't stop. You're going to want to feel like giving up. I said, um, cry mm. it out, give it out, whatever you got to yeah. do. But get Take a chance, you know. It's all about, you know, you know sometimes that's what you have to do. Like, you have to step out on faith sometimes, you know. You can't yeah. be afraid to try things, different things, you know, especially right. stuff like if you if you know you're talented in that area, you know. Right. So we're going to go to a quick commercial, and we'll be back, and we'll be going to talk a little bit more about your um, – your uh, company, JA's, what is it, JA's Wig Station, and also yes, the WIM Agency. Right. Yes. So we're going to go to a quick commercial and we'll be right back. So, right in the building, House of Stone by Coco. I'm going to show you. She's going to show you. We're going to show you how we do this, huh? What? Yo, this bling be the illest. Coco House of Stone got a feeling. Step up in the room. Royal like a queen. Rockin' House of Stone, girl, you know you reign supreme. Red carpet jewels, finest of quality. Necklace so reckless. I know you've seen the rosary designing for celebrity. Pieces on the runway. Tracy Lynn was so back when you gotta grow up someday. Big girl accessories, always on fleek. Not the average, but the baddest chick. The ones who like to be unique. We don't follow the crowd. We set the trends. Other fashions bow down. House of Stone will never be. My bad, with this commercial interrupt, I'm just trying to be your friend, help you step your game up. When you put on House of Stone, get ready for your close-up. Trendsetters, go get his lady, didn't know. House of Stone stands alone, I just thought I'd let you know. I think I said too much, you need to catch your breath, nobody does it better. Yo, House of Stone is the best, this is the soul writer. And I'm here with my girl Coco, House of Stone by Coco, that is. She's got the flyest bling on the planet, yo, she kicking down doors. In magazines, on the runway, celebrity jewelry designer, and I'm trying to put you down with games. On Facebook, House of Stone by Coco. Instagram, House of Stone by Coco. Twitter, House of Stone by Coco. Yo, it's real easy. And if you're really trying to holler at my girl, then holler at your girl, the soul writer, and I'll put you in direct contact with none other than the lady herself. Now, when you step outside, your fashion needs to be standing on a firm foundation, and it gets no firmer than the house that Coco built. Yo, check it. I'm going to show you, huh? She going to show you what? We going to show you how we do this, huh? What? House of Stone by Coco. It doesn't get any better than the best. <laughs> Welcome back to the Recovery Corner. I'm here with my guest, Jenlo Assassin. And um, Jenlo, are you there? Can you hear me? I can't hear you too well. Um can you um call um hang up and call back again cuz I, I can't hear you yeah. having a, a bad connection Hello 
a little bit of technical difficulty right now. Waiting for Jenlo to call back in because I can't hear her, and I don't think I don't not sure if she can hear me. Hello. Hello. I'm going to see if she's going to call back in because I can't hear her right now. Jenlo, can you hang up? If you can hear me, hang up and call back in. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yes. I'm here. Yeah, I couldn't hear you. Okay. Yeah, I had called back in. I had called back in. I I, I was like, hello, I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, and ma'am. Was, my phone doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So okay. um, we were talking about your um, your company, your wake station company. It's called Jaws or JAs. Yes, J.A.'s Wigstation, Denise Aubrey. Okay, so how did you start um, with that uh, company? Um, how did you go about, um, you know, starting your own, you know, business and everything? Yes. So about, oh, nine, I believe. No, okay. Okay. I had, um, I, want, I want to try something different. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, uh, a girl had, um, done my hair, and, mm-hmm. um, I liked it. I had never worn a wig before, and so, from there, I kind of, by trial and error, said, let me see what I can do with it, mm-hmm. and, um, I'm not gonna lie, my first wig, I was like, wow, Jesus, um, <laughs> <laughs> It was definitely some trials, but as I went along, you know, people were like, you know, that looks nice or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I started making them get perfected a little bit. And um, I just kept mm-hmm. on making them. Um, made a, a few for, like, my mom and some other mm-hmm. few people from Kinston back home. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. well, this is something here because, you know, as people say, you know, it looks nice. And so people mm-hmm. actually on my I'm like, is that your hair? Did you cut and dye your hair? I was like, so it mm-hmm. looks bad natural to me. So um, from there, um, I think around maybe 2010 mm-hmm. is when I, the J.A.'s big stations, I started thinking about names. But I was like, okay, you know, you you got it now on really on how to do it. And the thing is, it be it being custom because I'm making mm-hmm. it to head. I'm making it, I make the wig on the person's head unless they're not right. here. You know what I mean? But the way I make it on the cap is where it fits them. So um, it, it started there, and it just it's. I took. I think um, I had one or two people tell me, "Say when you when you wear a wig, it's like you taking another person out." And I think that's. I think that's what it wow. was. Wow. <laughs> like, you know, you're supposed to escape. Like really though, like because you can you can take it off and. Or you mm-hmm. you know and and be you again, or you can put it on and you can be long hair, don't care, or short. You can be red hair, and whenever you feel mm-hmm. like you can right, to a, a different person, like an escape, 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, right. I know you know my friend Lola Love. Then I got Dillo, and it's just me, Denise. You know, it's, it's like uh-huh. I, 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 I call them my babies. They got names. <laughs> <laughs> Your alter egos. <laughs> It's like an alter ego, yeah. But you know, know, like a hairstyle can change the way you look. Like if you get a different hairstyle, it can change the way you look. It can change the way you feel. Yeah. Right, it can change your whole attitude. Yeah, yeah. It's just when you get your hair done, I mean, you feel like a totally different person. Different person. No. So that's kind of like... I was telling somebody how Lola Love came a- around. That was actually mm-hmm. a Spanish from a school, and it was then I I, I said I um I said I can remember when each name came about, even with like Jim Lola Fashion and everything mm-hmm. like that. I give my my wig names. I said because I said all the different personalities. <laughs> I think it's all so the crazy. You, how did you come up with that? Was the name Jim Lola Fashion? <laughs> Um. Yeah. Well, uh. <laughs> yeah. About that. <laughs> I, um. I think that kind of came a little bit in 2010, but it really came out probably 2011-12. I would have been in Atlanta in 2011, but you know things happen. Mm. And, Get sidetracked and yeah, <laughs> you know. And I kind of mm-hmm. set my drink back burner a little bit for a while, but when I had yeah. the accident, I say a part of me dies, like the fear and the different mm-hmm. things. A part of me in there, and I said, Jim Assassin came out full throttle out of that bitch. She came out. She was ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was ready to go because, man, you know, that, that's how I really feel. I feel like I feel like the, the part of me that was that was being hindered mm-hmm. and this, that that was seriously something that it won't do wrong nothing I need to say for no way, really, to be honest. Um, right. Then... It's just like Lola. Lola Lola to me is a person that is like a no nonsense person. Um mm-hmm. just tend to you kind of straight. You know what I mean? Right. And Jim yeah. is the person that she got the the ambition, like the model, mm-hmm. the singing, the that she 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 the the ambition. And I feel like that's the person that really came came out. That came um, through. <laughs> She was ready. She was ready to hit Atlanta hard. So okay. out here trying to do, you know. And um, I say every name. Uh, I mean, even Denise is just a person, you know. She just says to herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my whole name. The reason why I put it like that on my um uh, page. My my name is Tarika Denise Albritton. Tarika is my first okay. name. I go by. Yeah, so that's why I just put Janice Aubrey and then I put Tariq on the back. You know, like, you know how doctors right. say names? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, Jim Lola Sasson, I mean, I feel like 
I feel like everything since that accident, just overcoming the walking, mm-hmm. you know, the hills, the scars, um, being down here and overcoming. I mean, it's been so many. Overcoming. It's a lot of people yeah. that will offer help but never help. Right. They will. You can't take everybody's advice. Right. Um. Sometimes, like um. Gwen had told me about um, who was it? Um, what's the one that does um, Jane Mary Jane um, show? Um, Gabrielle Union. She had told me about right. her um, her speech that she had mm-hmm. made an award show about. She used to be that mean girl, or however, right. and like oh, she yeah. apologized to everybody about. You know, it's it's enough opportunity out here for everybody without cutting somebody else down. Yeah. It really is. You know what I mean? And so you really can't some people will tell you things and it's not for your benefit. It really isn't. Mm. You know, it's safe for a long time by myself, but I have help now. You know, my publicist, Mm -hmm. um, Teresa Gilmore, I'm thankful for her. Um, I Y'all heard on the thing, uh, Tamika Prouty, I'm I'm thankful for her, for meeting her. A lot of mm-hmm. things, I mean, that's been talking to you, that's, you know, now. Um, right. He's, she's a woman of God, she really is. I say, we're the W.O.G. crew. <laughs> we're in the guy, that's you know. Right. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> she gave me an opportunity that's how I met Miss Laura. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I made some... Um, some wigs, you know, uh, for that event, you know, and they okay. just really, and um, I'm really thankful for Miss Proudy. She has some beautiful jewelry, House of Cocoa. I got a mm-hmm. bracelet I got from her. I work all the time. Definitely going to get some things for Christmas. Um, you know, beautiful person inside that. When I met her, I knew, I was like, what? This woman, like, how would anybody have anything bad to say about her? You're like, how? Right. Well, you know, it's always going to be somebody that's going to say has something bad to say about you, whether you're doing good or you're doing bad. It's it's really crab barrelish down here, and I said, God, let Mm -hmm. me not be a part of that because it's enough support. I say, it's like my publicist, Miss Lucy, told me if you support each other, then y'all can get so much further together. Oh yeah, so much further, so much further, and I'm just thankful. Thank you, Miss Proudy and Miss Poindexter, for that opportunity for that event because you know that's how I'm talking to you through you know mm-hmm. my publicist, other women right. that really giving some support that I had been missing since I've been down here. Now I had it for like a, just a few people, but mm-hmm. man, like um, like uh, Tanya Neal and um. Mm-hmm. Name drop too hard, but I know Miss Carlicia Harris says she's listening in. Thank you, just um, Kay Renee, different people that I met from that event that have been like super mm-hmm. supportive. Like I told them, I said, um, like Giselle, Miss Giselle, um, uh, Queen Size Barbie, you know, she got mm-hmm. a bit, she actually was one of my fathers at the event, you know, you um, yeah. Nathan, you know. 17 years of models. She does, like, model walk classes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I met some beautiful women, some definite women. I can tell by their walk. If they don't have to tell me, 
that they are they are God chasers because I can see it in talking to them and mm-hmm. you know the time I was around them you you spirits know each other that's what I feel and you can feel it on them that's oh yeah that's true that is them. so true I you know I, if I I'm so glad I went to that event and I I got to meet all of them and I'm continuing to meet other people. Um, I support people that support me, you know what I'm saying? I go hard mm-hmm. for you, you go hard for me. So um, definitely, I know Miss um, Tamika is doing a coat drive right now. Um, okay. Like for uh, teas and everything like that. Um, her page is uh, House of Coco. Uh, House of Stone right. by Coco. House of Stone, so, yeah. My, my page is Jim. Everything on my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook are all Jim Low Assassin's. Um, my week page, JA's uh, Fixations on Instagram and Facebook. And then if you need inspiration, I, I try to post positive stories. Mm-hmm. I haven't been posting on me a lot. But other people's testimonies, I said, because one thing is not a testimony if it's untold. It's mm-hmm. not. A, it's just a story. Nobody knows about it. It's a testimony when you share it with other people. When you so share like, it, people, right. Um, you know, I had somebody told me that their daughter had been in an accident or however. Actually, mm-hmm. um, um, like not too long after mine, and she saw the pictures, she said um, her daughter was inspired by that, um, mm-hmm. by me, my story. She said, you know, she, she could go on. You know, I was, I just had, I've had tons upon tons of stories shared with me. Yeah. And I tried to share some on the page, a, a young lady. She just got mm-hmm. married um, a few months ago. Shared her story with me. She, I posted the picture of her and it was, you know, but oh, okay. you know, she's working again and things like that. Um, just want to share if if anybody has a testimony or story they want to share, they don't mind sharing. I shared mm-hmm. on the second chance. The URL is um is on Facebook. It's second chance two ten thirteen, which is the date of my accident. And um, I don't mind sharing anybody's story. I mean, it's your testimony is just like mine. If somebody needs to hear it, somebody right. you so never that might change somebody's it. life. You never know. You could be saving somebody's life Let by just telling you. your testimony. Um, you know, it's a young lady who it's a, it's a young lady. She's um, I think in the Virgin Islands or something. I know she's in like one of the like the islands or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know. That's what, it's kind of, which is, I kind of got away from sharing my story on the page and sharing others mm-hmm. because at the time last year, it was like I was going through so much, I really couldn't handle the inboxes that I was getting. Right. But she mm-hmm. told me, she was like, huh. um, she was on the edge of taking her own life yeah. and um, said she saw my story and she said, why, you know, she didn't have no reason to be complaining like, you know, she did or ever like that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she, she told my story. She said, okay, i got to keep pushing. I try to keep it with her, with her you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's stuff like that. That's why I said i got to go hard. Yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, you know. Keep to keep sharing your story, you know, sharing other people's story. Like, you never know whose life it's going to touch. Yeah. I, you know. I just know I want to, I want to be in a position to help people like that. Mm. That you know, people, right. like you said, have the family support. They don't have the friend support. Mm. I'm blessed to have some of that. My dad, man, my dad, my mom, 
you know, the accident has really brought me and my mom together. Me being down here, she see I'm, what I'm doing, and this mm-hmm. definitely strengthened our relationship. Um, and my dad, you know, when I first came to Atlanta, he walked all the way out there to the end of that driveway. When I came the last, you know, when I came this final time, I could tell he was like, okay, God, you got her, you know. Mm-hmm. It's what she gonna do? Oh, yeah. She not. What's I'm, What's my mind? Like I'm a what's truly made up. <laughs> and this, 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 yeah, I'm. I'm going. There won't nothing. Nobody could tell me. Yeah, my ankles were swollen out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, my ambition was mm-hmm. in in control, and um, it still is. And that's the drive. I want when I have kids. The cycle. Mm-hmm. The the. But, you know, it, the project, there's no, there's no, there's, there's none of that within my business. That's mm-hmm. not option for me. So that stopped with me, you know. Um, right. Just, just a better life. When I have kids, I want them to, to hustle and grind and have mm-hmm. their own businesses, not have to work for anybody else. And that's why I'm trying to get back to now. Um, Just a better life. I mean, mm-hmm. This, the struggles won't be financial. Right. I put it that way. You can, there's all types of struggles. Money oh, just, yeah. when you when it's a struggle, it makes it worse. So I want to make sure that it stops with me having a financial struggle. Right. And I want to be able to help others find their way to end that struggle as well because it's, it's just, it takes your focus off mm-hmm. what you're supposed to be doing. Right. You know? Right. It's about money. You can focus on what you need to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I definitely want to, when I get myself where I want to be um, through the organization, second chance, I would definitely want to give people that second chance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of different places I see down here that, that help people out, mm-hmm. you know, work programs like that, I definitely want to be a part of that. Okay. So you know. can you tell me a little bit about, um, so you're a social media specialist at the WIM agency. When did you start um, working for the WIM agency? Okay. Well, I've known Mr. William Murphy about 10 years now, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just kind of talking on about it. But like he said, timing is everything. So a few months ago, you know, he finally gave me the opportunity, you know. So um, I've been lighting this wooden up, you know. And, um, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, um, I see you on, I see you. <laughs> yeah, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's the WEM Agency, which his name is mm-hmm. William E. Murphy. <laughs> okay. Um, Based out of New York, he just opened an office in Arizona, and of course we um, have base here in Atlanta as well. Um, it's a lot of connections. Basically, um, if you need exposure, I mean, we got PR specialists on board. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Miss Kim. She works with a lot of people. You can find her on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. We got uh, people that do websites. Um, a place to start, you know, have good specials if you need a website designed. Mm-hmm. Um, we can other magazine, um, which Mr. Mika Proudy will be in the next issue, as will I. 
Um, anybody that, you know, if you got a business, uh, if you got, mm-hmm. if you're a singer, you're an artist, you know, it's a lot of different things that's coming up. There's, um, they have a radio show um, as mm-hmm. well. Um, uh, who else we got? We got a lot of different people. You got me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, great to work with. We have some different people. Uh, I'm trying to think of um, we have a legal protection agency, like if you need health insurance, dental care, um, legal, you know, legal aid. We have that. Mm-hmm. We have a, a good genre of of clients and people. Um, we're doing um, through Exterior Corp. Uh, fifty new mm-hmm. uh, business startups. So if you're starting a business, um, I always post a link on uh, Twitter. If you're starting mm-hmm. a business, I mean, we can definitely help you out. You know, we got partnerships and things like that. So definitely mm-hmm. follow the Twitter page where I um post the most it and um just reach out to the um you know the contact um page and mm-hmm. you know the exposures there we do if you you know if you need beats and things like that. We have music artists that need things, um, mm-hmm. need promotion, stuff like that. We'll push it out, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a reasonable okay. pricing too. Reasonable prices. Mm. Okay. So, can you tell me what are um, some of your short-term goals and what are some of your long-term goals? Um, short-term, right now. Um, to get back mobile. <laughs> I, that's one thing. I think. If I could be back mobile, I could do so much more. Like, like, like I told mm-hmm. you, I had got a car, got out of um, rehab. Well, mm-hmm. um, it 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 wasn't the best. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I kind of got this in January, and I've been modeling it out. And I'm telling you, woo, Jesus, on yeah. the Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. I was out there in that cover today, you know. So yeah. getting mobile and getting a better place to stay is short term. Um, mm-hmm. Getting, getting clientele here for my um, wig business. Um, short term, um, more extra parts, eventually more more plays. Long term, mm-hmm. um, definitely having my business where I'm shipping wigs all over the United okay. States. Um, mm-hmm. Being able to travel as a model, being a a, um, a mainstream model. And actress mm-hmm. in movies. I mean, I want to work with people like Tyler Perry and Steve Harvey. Like those two, mm-hmm. those two people. Um, their stories are very inspirational to me, especially Steve Harvey being so transparent mm-hmm. when he talked about how he was in his car and you know he had that one or two two suit where he would change it up and nobody knew right. you know he was doing his comedian stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I think he was being transparent about that. Um, yeah. same thing with uh, Tyler Perry, you know, how he was saying, you know. Yeah, he was on the too. Look at them yeah. now. I mean, it yeah. just takes that one person. It, it just yep. takes that one person that really believes in you and gives you a chance. And so long term, you know, we need more people like him that have um, production companies and stuff like that that could tell our story. You know what I mean? Right. Um, has you know so uh, long term I do want to be a, a writer producer um, okay. definitely want to be produce my own music um, mm-hmm. 
and, and other others do that as well. And just provide for like my family. My mom, my dad have they have their own, you know, and house. Like mm-hmm. I like not that, but I want them to be able to travel and it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of things. I know it's gonna be a, a lot step of <laughs> But overall, long term is the cycle got to stop with me. The check, the check, and the worry mm-hmm. and the, the strain. It's I want it to stop with me. There you go. Sounds like there a great plan to me. And if you believe it, you can achieve it. Oh, it will you be know? achieved. But God, I'm telling you, believe you, it, and I you keep your focus on God, and you know, hey, yeah. Never know he, how he far you can go. Far. Yeah. He, he got me this far, and I know I know God is not one of them people that play with your emotions. Like, he puts you where you can see, but you can't you can't get there. Like, there I don't want to yeah. be like, you know, he can see the promised land, but he can't get in. I don't want right. to be that person. <laughs> I want to get in there. I mean, I don't want to see my dream, like, right there. And then mm-hmm. I can't. It's it's right in my fingers almost too, and I can't. I don't want to be that person. That's why I tell people. I said I'm not money motivated. I'm dream right. motivated. My thing is to be successful because you can have all the money you want and you miserable. Oh yeah. You know oh, I don't yeah. want to be that person. I want to be happy. I want to be. You don't want to be that person. <laughs> the money is not what drives me. Me wanting mm-hmm. to be that change for my friends, my family, other people. Be a motivation. Mm-hmm. Be an inspiration, that's what drives me more than right. anything, you know, being an example. I know God, I know my accident, um, it, I think it, as I keep thinking about it, you know, and the people that my story reached, um, it's, it's a testimony. I feel like all my life, people, I, I used to ask uh, one of my supervisors, at home, well, why you always pick on me and give me all the hard work? She says, not that I'm picking. She said, I give it to you because I know you can do it. Because you're going to do it right. Exactly. So I said, my accident, I said, God, just maybe he knew, he, he know what he put in me. He know the strength he, he put there in me go. and the will he put in me. And he knew I mm-hmm. would overcome. He knew you could do, you know, what you can do, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I look at it now. With my accident, I say maybe it, it, it wasn't. It, it was it was a purpose for it, and it was the purpose mm-hmm. to see that to go through something like that and still bounce mm-hmm. back. That's what I'm saying. It's no no testimony without the test. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. So we put us through things for certain reasons. We might not understand it at the time, but we get it. <laughs> we gonna get it. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's a lesson yeah. in everything. You it know, good is. or and bad. So definitely a lesson yeah. in everything. So we're going to be uh, wrapping up in a few minutes. So can you once again give everyone your, tell everyone how they can reach you on social media, your Instagram, yes. Twitter, so everybody, you know, yes, how they yes. can. Um, my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are all Jen Low Assassin, that's J-E-N-L-O-A-S-S-A-S-S-I-N. Um, just put it in there, and it'll come up. 
Um, <laughs> my Wix page is JA's Wix Stations. You have to put that all together. J A S W I G S A T I O N S. And there's a your website, right? Uh huh. There's an Instagram and Facebook page for that. Um, mm-hmm. And let me see here. Well, the web, the web, my actual website page is JaniceA.Wix.com. Demo assassin. Right. It has like some of my YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have that. I have actually have that your website on the event page also. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I think I have all of your pages on there, except for the Instagram yeah. and Twitter. Yeah, and the um, second chance page, you know, if you need some daily mm-hmm. inspiration, um, that's second chance 2013 for the URLs. You put it in there, it'll come up because there's a lot of second chance pages, but I'm the only one with 2013 behind it. Um, right. I think that's um, all my pages. I have a Tumblr, but I don't use it. I'll, I tell you, it's hard enough between me doing what I do with the business <laughs> and doing my stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm only one. I only got one, you know, two hands. I can't. I be crying. Right. I'm up. I'm up at like three or four o'clock in the morning looking for casting calls, audition. Like, I'm a night owl. I, I be. When people ask me, what do you do? How do you find stuff? Because I'm always looking. I'm always looking mm-hmm. and never stop. Opportunity. Yeah. It's a lot of no's, but many them no's oh, yeah. and that's all you're looking for. That's all. That's you know. I was looking at the story of a uh, Sylvester Stallone about Rocky and his mm-hmm. story. How many no's he got right until he got that no, and then look what happened. I I feel like there you go. I'm watching this story. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. a lot of no's going to down, but it's going to happen. It's going to be like, bam, you know. <laughs> I was just looking for it. There's somebody out there listening right now, like I had got a uh, somebody said, um, or I think I might have saw it on Facebook, it's gonna be somebody that's watching you that can help you. That's right. There's somebody out there that that's that and go and they will that they will help you. So I'm mm-hmm. I don't know if you out there listening, but I'm waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> I know no, that's you. right. This is like that's the whole thing. Believe me, she's got to speak it. So I'm always I I told my I said I write a um I did want to talk about that an mm-hmm. I am list. Well, I still haven't found the name of that book, but it's by George White. I said mm-hmm. that list that list is everything because when you have doubt and you thinking, man, I'm a failure. You know, I have mm-hmm. that thing. I'm gonna if I feel like I'm not where I'm supposed to go fast enough or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like, I, I'm, I'm feeling it, something like that. And so I had to write a positive list. I wrote it, you know, I looked at her list. Mine was about three times longer. But I mm-hmm. am successful. You can speak it before you see it, before it comes to fruition. I am successful. Mm-hmm. I am stable. I am the model. I am the actress. I am the singer. I am the writer. I mm-hmm. am the chamber. I'm you know, a, a lover of God, I'm a, I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I'm a follower of God, I'm a, whatever it may be, I have this, I have, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a CEO, I'm, whatever it may be, you got to write that stuff down and you got to right. look at it. And it gives, I have stuff all over my walls that I was a kid, have written it, work, like just smile, you having a bad, bad day or something, just smile and, right. and let God I have it. Don't let stuff take your door. And it's hard to do all the time. You don't have some mm-hmm. moments. 
let, let that moment be very minimal compared to the rest of the moments that are awesome and that are great. There you go. There you go. To my church, um, mm-hmm. to my prayer, thank mm-hmm. them for being so supportive. Um, they, you know, some of them know what was going on, you know, my mm-hmm. living situation and that um, I thank my bishop for checking on me, um, Gwen again for checking on me. A uh, very supportive church. Um, when I was thinking about leaving, mm-hmm. announcement was late. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, still when you find a good church home, mm-hmm. man, you know, it's, it's great. And I'm thankful for my church back home, Community Christian, Pastor Corbett, you know, getting, I was, you know, in rehab, I was sitting on and different things like that. So, Mm-hmm. Two good, you know, church home back back home and church home here. Um, it's nothing like good support. I mean, That's support true. is everything. Support is everything. Yes, it is. So, um, yes, it is. I'm thankful for every single person that drove from Kenton and wherever you drove from while I was in rehab. And um, every person that checked on me and, and supported me while I'm down here, I thank every single person. I can't go through names because I'd be going all day and night. Um, <laughs> but I, I appreciate you, like, really, because when you go through tragic and stuff like that, you you down, you, God really has separated me, mm. like, to the point I really feel like I'm in a little by myself. <laughs> yeah, so, well, you know, God's going to change your yeah. circle of friends, too, you know. Uh, so, He's going to change. Been steady and consistent. It's yeah. really refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna um, get ready to wrap up our um, the show, and I always end the show with the Serenity Prayer, and it goes: God okay. grant me the serenity to accept okay. the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and the next. Amen. Amen. And then, Lord, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story with us here on the Recovery Corner Blog Talk Radio Show. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure having you on the show. And on. So. On three, we're going to say good night to everyone. One, two, three. Good night, everyone. And thank you for joining us on the Recovery Corner Blog Talk Radio Show. Good night, Jenlo. Good night, everyone.